Bischoff is with us on the program for this edition of Trucking Trends with Crete and Schaefer. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Dave. Glad to be back. Hey, it's great to have you back. You know, um, one of the things that has, and you and I have talked about um, infrastructure and the future thereof and the ability of infrastructure to handle the new technologies that are coming down the pike in terms of vehicles and, and um, aut- autonomous trucks and everything. Um, one of, and, and, and you heard a part of that uh, report that I had about the one-day delivery phenomenon and the stress. One of the things um, that I didn't get to is that infrastructure is playing into this because, yeah, you can get the package uh, out in a day, but you may not be able to get it to the door or other people can't get to where they're going because all of these vans and delivery trucks are causing traffic jams now in some of the bigger uh, cities. Because the infrastructure is not designed for all of that. Right, absolutely. And and it's even shifting some of the traffic flows, you know, where the traffic flow for retail had been to, you know, the grocery stores, the malls, the, the big box stores. Um, now these deliveries are coming from smaller warehouses in different parts of the city. And so you've got all these vans and other traffic coming in, in different patterns and putting more vehicles on the road at different times. So uh, it's interesting to see uh, see that evolve. Yeah, you know, in fact, the last time we, you and I talked about this sort of thing, and I'm, I'm not going to go down this road, but I think folks may remember that uh, you and I discussed the fact that with so many box stores and even shopping centers of closing now, brick and mortar closing, that they're going to be repurposed into DCs and warehouses. Uh, so again, as, as you mentioned, that's going to really shift a lot of traffic around uh, to places that may not expect it. Yes, and then, you know, what's interesting to watch is how the various retailers are uh, doing this, uh, they call it the online fulfillment. So when the order comes in online, how are they fulfilling it? You know, recently Target has said, we're going to fulfill it from our stores. Uh, we're going to use uh, our existing team and have them go up and down the aisles and fulfill it. You've got other, you know, big retailers uh, that, like Walmart, they're saying they're doing both. They're doing mm-hmm. some from their stores. They certainly have the grocery pickup that's been very popular. But then they also have separate e-commerce centers that they're fulfilling from. So um, we're seeing a variety uh, of different methods to fulfill these. And, uh, but yeah, certainly regardless of how they're being for- fulfilled, they're putting more vehicles on that on the street for that last mile delivery. Yeah, you know, uh, it's interesting you should say that because I was kind of surprised to read that uh, Target um, says that 90% of their online orders are being pulled from stores. I thought that was pretty interesting. I did. I mean, it seems different than what most other retailers are doing. Yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how that evolves, if that's something they stick with or if, if they find that uh, they can be more efficient uh, by moving it off the stores or if their customers uh, start to get concerned about competing down the aisles with the uh, Target employees picking orders. <laughs> exactly. Um I mentioned in the intro, uh, you guys had sent down some uh, notes and everything, and uh, the National Retail Federation says that we're going to go up about 4% this year compared to last year in total sales. Last year, we went up 4% in comparison to 2017 um, to the tune of about $730 or so billion uh, in the two months, November and December. Um, 
How, how, how do those numbers stack in terms of the pressure that you guys are feeling and the industry is feeling uh, in general? Can, can we keep up? In other words, it's 4% as big as I think it is. You know, it really is very big when you think about it. It's on that basis you mentioned of $729 billion. Uh, uh, and when you stack it year over year, you know, just that continued growth um, overall, obviously, for the economy is, is great. Um, you know, we are still a primary consumer-driven economy, so that, that means, uh, you know, a lot of good sales out there. Um, obviously, full employment helps all that. But for all of us, then, it means, you know, essentially 4% more product uh, moving uh, over last year, which was a 4% increase. And, and this year, as you've, I'm sure you've discussed and we've heard, it's a, it's a condensed shopping season as well with uh, Thanksgiving being so late in November. So um, we've seen it. You know, this last week in particular is uh, one of the busiest leading up to uh, Black Friday. And then certainly Cyber Monday yesterday was um, was great. Uh, we, we continue to see strong demand. It looks like we're on pace for that 4% uh, increase online. Uh, Black Friday sales were up 22% uh, year over year over last year to wow. over $7 billion just but in that, that one day. And then they're talking about Cyber Monday. They were expecting that to be up uh, as well to $9.2 billion in sales just yesterday. So, um, uh, And from all early accounts, it looks like uh, that was on pace. And, and so you know what that means. That means uh, today and, and the rest of this week, certainly any of those orders that were promised, you know, one to two to three-day delivery, that stuff has to be all pushed out. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fun time of year. <laughs> you know, um, and, and boy, yeah, I, I wince every time I say the word weather, and I know you do too, because you and I cannot get away without talking about weather. And, you know, really, whatever, no matter what uh, the, the season is, I just mentioned that uh, when you and I were, had that brief discussion during the news that we uh, saw the end of hurricane season officially, you know, the official end of hurricane season uh, and at the uh, last day of November. Um, and while we're saying that, you know, uh, Colorado, well, Colorado was closed, uh, a lot of Nebraska, Kansas, uh, Wyoming, you know, my goodness, Wyoming is like ground zero for closing uh, interstates. Yeah, even yesterday, I-25 was closed uh, down around the Cheyenne area. Um, so the weather is always the wild card. We have a Tasmanian devil of a wild card this year, I feel. It certainly seems like it, and, and certainly we've seen a cycle already of, of winter storms, uh, particularly in the parts of the country you just mentioned. You know, we had one the, the Tuesday before Thanksgiving, which, um, you know, that Wednesday and, and Tuesday even are two of the busiest grocery shopping days uh, of the year. And so the timing of that, uh, you know, makes it a real challenge for, for our customers, but then for us to, to serve those customers because, uh, as you know, everyone wants to have that that turkey uh, meal on the table on Thanksgiving, and often that's going out shopping on, on Tuesday and Wednesday. So keeping those stores supplied are very important. And, and the communication and teamwork we have to have with our drivers uh, to ensure that it's safe out there given the road conditions, uh, we communicate with the, the Departments of Transportation of each state uh, to get their input, and then certainly our customer in coordinating the timing of, of the you know, releases from the warehouse and deliveries to those stores is something very critical in times like that. Um, and so just this year, just 
as we seem to get through that uh, before Thanksgiving. We had another one hit right after Thanksgiving, and, and as you were mentioning, it uh, looks like the cycle's beginning. There's another one already brewing up out west. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, one of the things, too, um, and, and we'll move away from weather here, I promise, but, um, okay, you got uh, you got Wyoming, and it has a topographical and a geographical, com- uh, obviously, a, a ge- topographical, geographical components as to why it gets hit like it gets hit. So I-80 is going to be closed much more often than any other stretch of highway in the country, 25 pretty much as well. But they wait till the weather happens, and then, okay, that's enough of that. Let's close it. Or some accidents force it to be closed, which you certainly don't want to have happen. But on the other side of the country, yesterday morning, uh, we announced all morning long that Pennsylvania had a, uh, a truck ban, commercial motor vehicle ban in some areas. New Jersey had an overall commercial motor vehicle ban. And then the storm didn't pan out as bad as they thought it was. So, boy, you've got that double jeopardy over on the east side when that happens. Yeah, you know, it's uh, and of course the uh, population area in that area, as you know, is, is much more uh, dense, and so that be, makes it even even more of a challenge. The roadways are more uh, congested as as well. Um, so yeah, it is. Uh, it's been a challenging uh, winter already, and here here we've just begun, as you said. Yes, in fact, we're still in fall. Winter is still a few weeks away. <laughs> <What do you think? laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lest we forget. Um, okay, so we're about halfway into the holiday season we've been kind of talking around it but um the shipping season i should say um how are things looking so far at the halftime well, as I mentioned, you know things are are really strong. Um, we are seeing some things um, different this year, in that, as I mentioned, with the with the tighter, uh, less days between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we had we've seen a lot of things pulled before Thanksgiving this year, um, and I think that's twofold. It is because of those less days between Christmas and New Year's, but also because last year was so busy, and it was so challenging for um, retailers to have product on the shelves and then product out delivered uh, to their customers. Customers, uh, that they said we need to spread things out a little bit earlier. Um, so I know we were getting things into DCs into stores earlier this year, earlier in November, and uh, they even had started uh, uh, some some sales already earlier before Thanksgiving. And so we saw product flowing out uh, of the stores as well. So um, it seems like it's been a robust, uh, as I mentioned, season. And maybe even even though we talk about this being shortened as between the actual days between Thanksgiving and Christmas, maybe an extended season in the way that retailers have been approaching it Mm, yeah yeah you know uh, one of the things too though um you're talking about you know getting uh, deliveries in or shipments in uh, earlier rather than later uh can all of the stores handle that at that point are they are, are they always prepared I think, at least with our customers, they've done a really good job in that. I think they they were planning this out well in advance. Um, We know that some that have um, actually set up specific additional storage um, spaces for stores or or renting trailers uh, um, Mm -hmm. or, you know, storage containers to have even outside the stores to have that merchandise placed where they needed it to be. And then certainly as we talk about e-commerce, uh, it's actually about getting it out into warehouses where where it will be fulfilled from. And 
and so the the uh, the step up of of those warehouses and the and the additional warehouses we're seeing this year. Well, every, every year we seem to see additional warehouses, but the additional e-commerce warehouses and the business that we're seeing from what I would say retailers other than Amazon. I know, as you said in your report um, earlier, that Amazon was a large part of those online sales, but online sales is growing for all retailers, and so they're having to adjust, and they are putting up more. Um, e-commerce retail warehouses and distribution centers across the country it seems like every week wow yeah uh the changing face of the um, you know the literally the changing face of the american economy because um you know the repurposing the re the building amazon has a hundred warehouses now uh it, it, it really is changing the landscape out there Absolutely. Uh, you know, and it, it's been interesting to see how different, um, as I mentioned on before, even on fulfillment, how different customers are doing that, where some are actually repurposing their existing warehouses because they were serving retail stores, and now they're not serving those with as much volume. So can they take that space and repurpose it? But often um, they can, but that, that warehouse then is not in the right location. It's not in a location where they can serve their customers within a day uh, for delivery or even within hours in some instances. So they're, they're balancing that big investment they already have in warehouses with um, that timely service to customers. And so uh, it's been interesting to watch over the last couple of years. One of the things, well, you've, you've uh, you mentioned a lot of uh, the challenges that the um trucking industry has you know at this time of year um, and and you've got your usual suspects in terms of you know the challenges you kind of check them off each year they're going to be the same they were the same 50 years ago uh, but some of them are, are new and unique uh, anything pop up this year or even last year Tim that uh, became a challenge that eh, you kind of almost didn't see coming in terms of uh, this time of year and uh, maybe some of the unexpected things that, that pop up? Well, what's been kind of interesting to see is as we've seen, um, I think a couple things that, that have uh, made some of the old challenges maybe even bigger challenges that you don't think about because they're already old challenges, as you mentioned, and that yeah. is kind of the migration of our population to the south mm. uh, and to the southeast in, in particular. And um, so we're seeing two things. Obviously, more people are just moving that direction in general. And then we see people actually taking their uh, holiday uh, season a little bit earlier and being willing to go south earlier. And so we have seen, you know, some of that seasonal stuff that goes down to, you know, the southeast, the Floridas, the Texas, the, the Arizona, some of that move earlier uh, because people are going down there earlier and then just the population being larger. And then obviously our, our where drivers live, that is changing as well. So what we see every year typically is, you know, right after Thanksgiving, uh, a lot of food and, and other things came from the Midwest down to those south, southern parts of the country. Um, and then right after Thanksgiving, we have a lot of restocking to do out of the Midwest, but all the trucks and drivers are down in the south. And, and so rebalancing networks for everybody has has been you know something that's been a long long standing uh, challenge but it seems to get a little bit exaggerated every year with just that population migration down there and so demand being down there and you know one of the things I hadn't even thought about you know we think about some of the normal things but uh, I was talking to one of our customers and it's even uh, 
you know, delivery of over-the-counter medications uh, and the shifts from the north part of the country to the to the south part of the country because uh, more people are down there and and, and uh, <laughs> just those day-to-day needs that you don't even think about are shifting more uh, to the south. And they were talking about their network um, shifting and and just the, how their their deliveries are going that way. So so one of the things that's old uh, but but new again is just that network balance as you come out of the holidays just because of where people live and the demand for food, particularly at, at Thanksgiving, but then gifts, obviously, the rest of the holiday season. Bring your tired, you're hungry, and you're sick. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, you, you, uh, you've uh, talked a, a bit about um, what custom, your customers are telling you, how you are working with your customers, uh, how things are being, you know, uh, adjusted for the season and uh, some permanent changes of course have come into that uh, anybody talking to you yet about what 2020 looks like in terms of your customers you know we have and and fortunately i think what most of our customers have been talking about is they're they're seeing, seeing uh, this favorability continue into 2020 now they may not be expecting growth like we saw in, in 18 and 19, but none of them are really expecting to go backwards. Um, they're really seeing that uh, um, consumer demand is going to remain strong as long as we're remaining at full employment, which they don't see any signs that, that that's going to be the case because often our customers are even challenged in finding enough workers, whether it's for their warehouses or their, their factories or, or even retail um, centers. And so they're really pretty optimistic um, about what next year is going to bring. Um, again, it'll be uh, along the same line, though, while they may see the same uh, amount of product, I'll call it, move, it's, you know, how does it move? And and all of our customers are certainly trying to continue to be more and more efficient. Um, you know, how did, to, to reduce their costs, it's how do I not move a product one mile more than I need to? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's what we need to, you know, continue to watch and work with our customers on, on how are they are adapting and how are they changing. And certainly they will continue to change. Yeah, don't let the last mile be the last mile, right? Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. and let it be the shortest mile possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, let's uh, let's get some folks home. The holiday season, obviously a time when a lot of drivers want to get home. We know traditionally, and I've known this for 50 years, Tim, that uh, it's not unusual for a driver to say, hey, you got the wife, kids, you got a family at home. Uh, my kids are growing. I'm going to stay out. You go home. But everybody cannot do that. So uh, how do you get uh, how do you get folks home? How do you handle that at Cretan? Schaefer. You know, getting people home, uh, actually we, what we do is we guarantee that our drivers are, can get to where they want to be and when they want to be for Christmas because they, we know that family time is so valuable um, to them and they sacrifice a lot throughout the year. And so we do guarantee that for our drivers. So we actually start the first week of November uh, mm-hmm. planning for this uh, every year. And, and it's, it's, it, it takes you know really three things. Uh, one, finding out where the driver wants to be and when they want to be there. Um, then putting the plans to, to get in, in place, looking at our regular network flows. And then the last part, in which um, I, I think people don't necessarily always think about, but we're so fortunate to have a lot of really great customers, is working with our customers because that lead up to Christmas then, we need to have the right freight going the right directions, both to get what they need delivered right before Christmas delivered, but then get our drivers where they need to be. And we're fortunate to have so many customers that work with us and say, hey, if if you need some freight that's not your normal lanes uh, in order for me to get this load delivered and then I need to follow it up with something that's going to get your drivers home, let's start working on that. And, um, you know, I'm just simply amazed when you have, 
you know, we have about 5,500 drivers, um, and the, the effort it takes and how our team works so well together with our drivers and our customers uh, to make that happen every year is just, just amazing to me. You know, I I actually work with the team, and, and unfortunately, it still is trucking. Uh, we have a couple of drivers because of weather or otherwise don't exactly make it to where they want to be when they want to be. So up, to, up until Christmas Eve, I'm, I'm here, and I'm, I'm talking to the team and saying, you, you give me the name of any driver that it looks like is not going to make it there. And then, of course, we work together to try to do whatever we need to, to get them there, whether it's, uh, you know, sometimes we just have to, hey, stop and just get in a car, rent a car, and, and, and get there. But then I call uh, each of the, the people that aren't going to make it and you know it was amazed last year i only had two phone calls to make wow. um so it was amazing we had that number but what's even more amazing is the, the two drivers i talked to were so understanding they were going to miss time with their family that they had planned on that their family had planned on but just you know truck the truck drivers out there all of you out there um your dedication to your jobs and, and what you know it means to our country um and that sacrifice you made and the understanding that sometimes things happen uh, i was amazed by that those two drivers had such a great attitude.